Okay. Do your thing. And five, four, three. Welcome to the latest episode of These Walls Can Talk. I believe if my calculations are correct, this is our 11th episode. In total. I believe. Okay. So <laughs> I think that's where we're at right now. Uh, what did you say, Tiffany? I need to look on Spotify and see. Because I just listened to our past two episodes today. Well, I did. I went on and I had to. I deleted the first one because it was art video, and I'm gonna put it back and have audio. So, <laughs> for specific reasons. So, um, our first episode that Lady Dad will be available audio only once I re format it to audio only and not video there's a there's a specific reason why as to i had to do that but there's only one person that said anything but i figured i might as well nip the problem in the bud first mm-hmm. instead of you know just leaving it out there in the open um but anyway so yeah we're back for another episode um tiffany how was your week Pretty uneventful, to be perfectly honest. I mean, what is it, Wednesday? Put your mic up closer to your mouth. I said pretty pretty uneventful as far as weeks go. Like, I really, honestly, I don't even remember this. You didn't do anything. Nothing. That's a lot of work. Give me, like, all the, like, certifications. Like, I'll be Tiffany Walls, MAFO, LCPC, CCTP, Blah, 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 blah. I'll do. I'll give me all those letters. I just don't want. To, I don't need PhD behind my name. And there you were a couple of weeks ago talking about. I hate to say it, but she kind of makes me want to go back and get my doctorate. She does make you want to go back and get my doctorate. But then I think about how much work it is to get my. It was how much work it was to get my master's. What are you doing? Put it down. Sorry, Holly was eating my shoe. Sorry, like right in front of me. People, that's what happened when you have dogs. This is what happens when you are starting out as a podcaster and you have no budget. You we don't have, have. We have a budget. It's zero dollars. <laughs> so we can't, like, we don't have a studio. We don't have studio access. You know, we still have to get the proper equipment to do this. Uh, so that's what happens. You have to do it in the comfort of your own home. And when your dog starts chewing on your shoe, you yell into the microphone because and don't sit on the couch like he innocent. Okay, that's what um, they do. That's what they do. But yeah, it's I just I don't have the energy to get my PhD. I just I don't have it right now. Maybe, maybe before I'm fifty, maybe. Yeah, you got you got you, some things have to happen first before you have the energy and the space and the capacity to do all of that because I understand there's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, 
And then you got to figure out whether or not you're going to law school. We can't, I can't be going, you can't be going to law school and me getting my side D at the same time. That's Why not? Just, we gonna, we gonna just two extremely stressed out sisters under the same roof. Like, we're going to be looking at each other like, fuck that podcast. <laughs> no, we can, and we can never say that though. We can't say fuck that podcast because that's going to be the way that we get to vent. Yes. And get through all of it. But yeah, I'll have to be settled somewhere for a good like two to three years so I can get my law degree. That's if I decide to go back to go to law school. Um, yeah, I've been like quasi looking at programs. You know, I'm not making any, you know, big decisions as of now. Like I made my decision to come home. I'm set on that. And that's really what I'm focused on right now. Like I'm not, you know, I know I'll be able to find a job. Maybe something awesome will happen for us where I won't have to worry about getting a job. Hint, hint. We're not going to talk about that yet. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, I have been looking into programs, um, law programs, but you know, that that's, that's a little ways little ways down down the road that's like that's like a, a few exits down the road <laughs> like i'm sure some other detours will happen along the way but let's see what happened with my week well the house that i'm in in florida uh cameron informed me that once our lease is up they're going to sell it so we've had random people in the house sometimes like when we're not here we i hate that it's weird like i was like oh so like i like hid stuff like i put like my checkbook in my purse my passport like my box of money like i don't have any money in it (laughs) like i just i just you know like it's, it's just weird like i'm like i don't really i don't know that's just like Having someone tour an occupied house mm-hmm. is really weird to me, but it's not my house, so yeah. I can't make the call. Uh, yeah, that, that's really awkward. I was um, when I was living in Chicago, um, we were doing that, and it was like you have to make it look like no one lives there, but someone lives there, and so that was a very awkward time because it's like I. Um, I am a baby hoarder. <laughs> so you, like, oh, you said baby hoarder. I'm a baby hoarder. Like you're not uh, a full blown hoarder. You're a baby hoarder. No, because I just hoard in my room because okay. my room is. I've always lived. I've whenever I've I've never lived. I've for a very short time I lived on my own, but always I've always lived with other people or in other people's homes to where I have never been encouraged to spread out so therefore all of my life has always been confined to one room it was like Mm -hmm. girl like growing up at home and then went to college you know came back home I've never been able to spread out so that's why it's so all of my life is confined to one room so when that was happening like you know we had to do everything and like all of my shit had to go in the basement and I was like, but I live here. And it's like, so it's just frustrating because as much as you understand what's going on and you understand like what needs to happen, still, it's like, I live here though. So yeah, it's just, 
And it's just like, well, you have to be out and you have to go do something because at this time, people are going to be coming to look at the house. Well, it's like, okay. So, yeah, it's annoying. So, the house, see, we weren't told we didn't have to be here. Mm -hmm. We were just told these times people are coming. So, the landlord was never like, you you can't be home. Uh Uh-huh. You know, so, I mean, I was I was here the other day, and I was just sitting here, like, working on my stuff. I guess it was a younger couple that was coming through, but, you know, I don't know. It was just different. Um, we had, like, three showings in one day on Monday, mm-hmm. but I wasn't here. Nobody was home. Okay. But the cats were here. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I hope these people that come by know that we have cats, that we and they're not cats. allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so that's going on. I'm trying to think. What else has happened? Oh, at work this week, (laughs) I had to take matters into my own hands. Oh, God. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, I've been in the bar industry for, shit, over 20 years now. Pretty much half your life. Half my life, yes. I've been in the bar industry I've done it in various cities, various places, various atmospheres, you know. So here in Panama City, I work at a pretty well-known, notorious bar. It's been around for damn near 50 years. Where I work on Saturdays, it is more of like a nightclub atmosphere. We have a DJ and, you know, people come and get ratchet and, you know, they sit there and act like, you know, they can just smoke weed and do whatever the fuck they want to do. They're not great tippers. They're not like it. They're not. I'll put it to you this way. The bar industry is not what it used to be. COVID changed a lot of things. But where I'm at, Hurricane Michael changed a lot of the factors in this town um, here in Panama City. Uh, But this past Saturday in particular, we have... A bar where like the service area is open to where people can actually walk up and get a drink. We have mm-hmm. enough room and we like to leave that area open. No chairs, no stools. If people they're not supposed to post up there. If mm-hmm. people are posted up and they're not spending money, I'm telling them to get the fuck out of the way. Move. Because you are making it difficult for someone to get a drink and you're not helping me do what I came to do at work so there were these group of girls and there's like eight or nine of them <laughs> what is so funny just your face yeah. oh <laughs> like, like i haven't even said anything so there's like eight or nine of them and they're there pretty early if it's early and it's not a big crowd i'll let it slide you know them hanging out in front of the bar but once they start putting their purses their wallets, their trash, all that stuff on the bar, and they're just in the way. No. So I told them once, I told them once, I said, hey, guys, this area I need to leave clear so everybody get their drinks. You know, we have chairs on the sides of the bar, or, you know, you can just go out to some other tables and whatnot. They didn't listen. I had security guard tell them. They still didn't listen. At one point, there is so much shit in front of the bar because we're getting busier as the night progresses. We're getting busier and busier. As the night progresses, they have all their shit in front of the bar. 
they're leaning up against the bar. There's a chair in front of the service well where my counterpart is working. Like right in front of the service well, right in front of the mats where you set the drinks and give them to guests. Mm-hmm. And then one of the little thoughts decided to pull a stool from across the across the other side underneath and sit at the bar. Ma'am. Ma'am. That's not where that goes. Yeah. So um, I said it again. I said, you all, but I wasn't this, this nice this time. I said, you all need to move. I cannot do my job. He can't do his job. You all need to move. I'm trying to serve drinks and you guys are not allowing that to happen. So I walk around the bar and you are just posted up in front of the bar, in front of the bartender. They can't get to the guests that need to get the drink. If you were just leaning your back up against the bar, if I can see your back in front of me, mm-hmm. I'm going to just start throwing stuff at people. Because <laughs> me like trying to tell you what you need to do so I can do my job, you obviously don't give a fuck. So now I have to become a person and act out of pocket. Mm-hmm. But you can't, they can't complain about it. You know what I mean? They can't. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they going to do? Tell my manager that they were in the way? Yeah. And I got them out of the way. Like, I didn't get physical with anybody. I just mm-hmm. grabbed a chair and grabbed trash and threw it away. You could have been like that chick at uh, Waffle House that somebody threw a chair. Like, whatever, like, Mortal Kombat, Girl, Jedi mind trick. She was <laughs> done with y'all. She was done with Waffle House's shit. Yeah. She was like, that was amazing. That was amazing. It was like she didn't even flinch. Nope. She's been waiting for this moment her whole life. She was like, <laughs> she's like, I've been waiting. Give me a reason. Give me a reason. Give me a reason. <laughs> I really don't like when I get just nowadays, it's like people are just so terrible and they feel so entitled. Yeah. And I've seen the transition like in customer service, like being on both sides of it, being in customer service. And then also being a customer that's looking for a service. Mm-hmm. Didn't I tell you the last time I went to McDonald's? See, this is why I need to not even eat McDonald's or any fast food of any kind anymore. I really mm-hmm. shouldn't because of my last doctor's appointment. But that's something else we'll talk about on a later date. Did I tell you about the girl that got the attitude in the, McDon- in the McDonald's drive through window? Did we talk about this? We talked about, we talked about it offline, but we didn't talk about it. We haven't talked oh, about it. On, like recording? About- else. Let's share with everyone else. So, McDonald's. I mean, McDonald's was my very first job. Yeah, many, 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 many in the in not even in the late 1900s. It was like maybe it was in the late 1900s. You graduated high school in 97. Yeah, it was the late 1900s. (laughs) I was like, wait, I think about that. Damn, it was so long ago. But yeah, um, my first job was McDonald's for a day. So that mofo cussed me out about a Big Mac when he ordered a filet fish and I was like, I don't want to work here anymore. Uh-uh. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. There there there's definitely some loony bins out there for sure. But I'm a mental health case manager. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement for you. There's definitely loony bins. Yeah, there's me saying that is definitely an understatement for you. <laughs> okay, continue. Clearly. So, but my, when I worked at McDonald's, I would get tips in the drive-thru window. 
I didn't. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to take them, but I did. But people were like, "Oh my god, you're just so nice," and just you know, like. And I've even been told recently, being in the drive-through, this one girl was like, "Oh my god, you were just so nice, and you were patient, and you weren't mean, and you didn't yell." And I was like, "What the hell am I yelling for?" Like y'all, the people just are treating people like shit. Yeah, like. But at the same time. If I'm at the drive-thru window and I ask for extra napkins and ketchup, why are you getting an attitude? Like, this girl literally, like, rolled her eyes and, like, walked off like it was just so fucking difficult for her to get the napkins and ketchup that was right next to her and give it to me. I went to McDonald's and, like, I ordered, I had a large meal and a medium meal. And so I was just like, the Coke is supposed to be large. And she's like, it says medium. I was like, and then I looked in the bag and I had a large fry and a medium fry. If I ordered a large fry, why would the drink not also be large? Like, and the thing is like, you, you had a choice. You don't have to take that job at McDonald's. What did you get so excited about just now? I, we were talking about talking about TV. I have something to talk about TV because Harlem starting. So, oh, and I See, this is where these tangents happen because yes. I asked you in the pre-session and you're like, I don't know. I just watched the same shit. <laughs> and now you're like, oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck, I did watch Harlem. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's a t- Okay. So that's something we'll discuss mm-hmm. when we talk about TV shows. So mm-hmm. we're going to, we're, we decided that we were going to try to introduce a new segment talking about TV shows that we're currently watching, whether Tiffany and I are watching them together, would we suggest the TV shows for each other to watch. Um, We have yet to come up with a name for it, um, but it's just something that we're going to try out. Uh, But yeah, but back to the McDonald's thing. I was saying that you don't have to work there. No, you don't. Like, There are plenty of entry-level, you know, age-appropriate jobs for people Mm -hmm. that are out there that you can apply for and possibly have a chance to get it. Now, that young lady and her attitude, I wouldn't hire her for shit. I would not. (laughs) Let me play mental health devil's advocate here. Sometimes we got a Q-tip. It's sometimes you have a shitty day. And you're having a bad day and it can come over into your job. Not making an excuse for her. But it's like, was this the only interaction you've ever had with her? Yes, but there's another employee that works there is the most pleasant thing I've ever seen. And I just want to put them in my pocket. And they work at the same so, place. Okay, so she may have just been having a bad day. It happens. So, but yeah, I just, because I think sometimes I, because I go to Jack in the Box. Um close to the house a lot on Westport. We don't have those here. I wish we did. It'll be, like, I usually have a pretty pleasant experience, but, like, one time, one of the people, they weren't as pleasant as they normally were, and I was just like, you okay? It was just like, no, you know, I just just got some bad news, and I'm just pretty upset about it. I was like, well, you know what? Cheer up. It'll be okay, and, you know, sometimes, but it's like, just, next time, don't be so, don't be so upset about it. I mean, I didn't say anything to her. I pulled off before I had a reaction. <laughs> she didn't see my reaction towards her. But mm-hmm. I did not 
I am guilty. I did not take into account that she possibly have had a bad day. But the fact that she got so pissed about me, like, there were no napkins or ketchup in my bag to begin with. And that's another thing. Like, why aren't there napkins? Like, when you get food at the drive-thru window, there should always be napkins in the bag, regardless. You should not have to ask for napkins. I don't care. I didn't have napkins in my Jimmy John sandwich today. And I was just like, why? Why aren't there napkins? And I even checked the include napkins box in my order. See? And... (laughs) That should be pissing me off. You know how I feel about incompetence. And that should be making me mad. <laughs> it's so easy. It's right there. It's also like, well, but I we can't. Also, there is also a generation that just feels like they show up. And, that, and that's like, it. They show up and they should get paid because they should play clocked in. Yeah. No. That's, no. that's no. no. You at work. You're supposed to work. You just don't no. show up. No. Just, just, oh, my God. This, that generation just pisses me off. They're just like. I get it a lot, like at um, places like Burlington and Five Below and stuff like that. They just have a, they just have a, a, like a lot of young people, and they're just on their phones, just. And it's like, and it's like, are you going to check me out? Because um, I can just take this shit, and I guess they are looking for quantity versus quality when it comes to hiring people because it's it's the the work and we talked a little bit about like this. Last time with me, like trying to find a job, Becca Boo actually reached out to me. Hey, Becca Boo. Yeah, and she's she said, you know, I I was listening to the podcast and you know heard you're having some difficulty with finding like work that's that's suitable to like what you're exactly looking for. What I was saying is LinkedIn and Indeed, like all those job boards are just oversaturated. You have some positions. Where there's like 15,000 applicants. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that I'm reading this job description and someone is going to actually see my resume? No. No one's ever going to fucking see me. No, I am not going to get in front of anyone mm-hmm. on these job boards. So, you know, I've taken it upon myself to just talk with people that I know. I'm done with LinkedIn. I'm done with Indeed. I'm not doing it anymore. I mean, I'm glad that it was up for a certain reason, but like I am probably going to be deleting all those profiles soon because it's just, (sighs) it's really discouraging. It really, really is. But like I was saying, I think a lot of places are just hiring for quantity and not quality. They're just trying to get a body and fill a quota instead of actually trying to get people that will come to work and do the job and not take work home with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. This, I don't know who, who raised this generation. Is it the people that we went to school with? I mean, it, I mean, it just depends on how you look at it. Like, it just, just depends. Cause it's like, it's like, I, was it our friends in high school that raised these kids to be like this? Or is it the one after? I, I think it's like, I think it's kind of a, an in between, like, because you know, I have fr- I have friends that have grown children, but then again, they had them very very young. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm 38, you're 43. You know, we're talking about six, somewhere between like 16 to 20 year olds. So I mean, yeah, I mean, our generation is kind of raised. Well, I don't think I'm friends with the ones that are raising the ones that. Have no, no I don't work think ethic. 
I mean, yeah, I don't. Especially down in Florida. <laughs> look, I gotta get out of here. I have to get out of the state. I have to get out of here. Like people are like, why don't you like Florida? I just can't stand it. I can't stand the politics of Florida. It's res- Gavin Newsom said, "Where civil rights go to die." And speaking of Florida and 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 shit, there was a picture of the governor, DeSantis, back in his back in the day, partying and drinking with high school students. How old is he now? I don't fucking know. I don't know. But I love the fact that Ebony K. Williams called him out. Did you see that clip I posted? I did not. Or I may have seen it. Okay. Well, you know how I feel about Ebony Ebony K. Williams and holding court and and all of that. I even voted for her and Dustin Ross for their podcast on the NAACP Image Awards. I've voted for them. Um, I also voted for the Reed. Um, for an NAACP Image Award too, it's in the podcast category. They're not competing against each other; they're in two different podcast categories. Okay. Um, but let me see if I can find it. So, on a previous episode, they've heard it was episode the second episode of two thousand and twenty-three. Um we discussed Ron DeSantis and him wanting to ban African-American studies classes in high schools, basically saying that black history is inaccurate and just all this bullshit. Black history is inaccurate. Yeah. He's, he's a fascist. I don't care. Like if anybody that knows me listens to this podcast and agrees with Ron DeSantis and this decision to ban African-American studies, don't ever talk to me again. Do not sit there and try to justify this man's beliefs or behaviors because I'm not going to want to hear you out. I'm not going to want to talk to you about it. That's just, I said what I said. So, Ebony K. Williams. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking about a meme. It's <laughs> like, we're friends. Friends can disagree. Yeah, about pizza toppings, not racism. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very true. Okay, let me get this. Okay. Mr. DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, hi there. Ebony K. Williams here. I take great exception to your characterization that a degree in black studies is something other than academic. I actually hold a degree in black studies from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Also hold a law degree, an honorary doctorate. How much time do we have? Mm-hmm. Um, and I assure you, I am wholly qualified and academically elite. So I would encourage you to revisit your thinking. Where is your straight? Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Okay. She's like, I hold, like, I, like, I hold a degree in Black Studies. Watch, you actually have a great Black Studies, African American Studies program. Mm-hmm. So, and it's yeah, it's one of the most prestigious universities in the country, right. and. But <laughs> shout out, shout out to my OBGYN. That's when she went to med school, and she got an African American studies degree as well. Whoop. So, see, Dr. See. Leslie Scott, she's the shit. See, amazing, so amazing. Representation matters. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that's. I just wanted to play that because we had discussed that, and there is someone that I'm associated with that I like mentioned that whole thing about. DeSantis trying to like eliminate black history and he's like that's not what he's trying to do and I just walked away like I'm not even like I am not 
I'm not even going to try to listen to you justify this man's stance on African American history. I'm not even going to do it. I'm not going to sit here and listen to you from the Wahite tribe trying to tell me anything about what that man is trying to do. Like, get out of my face. I'm not doing it. I don't care. Do not care. (laughs) I do not care. Okay. Well, let's see. What else is going on? Girl, did you see the cover? I sent it to you. The cover. Oh, Mr. Jonathan Majors. (laughs) That was right on time of Valentine's Day. I was like, that's the best Valentine I'm never going to (laughs) have. It don't make that much. It don't make no sense for him to be that fine. He just, like, he said, he said, y'all not going to renew Lovecraft Country? Okay. I I got something for y'all. I'm just in all the movies now. I'm just in everything. (laughs) I'm the new Anthony Mackie. I'm just in everything. You know what? (laughs) Play it. magazine covers are where it's at. That was the same thing with Method Man. (laughs) These black men just be aging like fine wine. And it's like, because you're just like, you're not supposed to, you're you're not supposed to get sexier, but it's like, there's something that comes with age and wisdom and you just grow into yourself as a person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I even said this, um, I said this to my behavior coach today. I was just like, I can't imagine under 30 me as, as like a parent. Like, so I'm just thinking about it. And it's not even because I was like, I was selfish or whatever the case may be. It was just because I wasn't okay with who Tiffany is. So it's like, they need to, there you go. They need to stop this, this, rhetoric that it's like you have to have all of your shit figured out at 22 you need to be married by this time you got to have kids by this time because it's different it's different for different people and it's just like you go through i cannot how many phases did we go to between like 13 and 30 like me and you but just period just in life like like in like how many kids were there between 13 and 30 Oh Jesus Christ! Like, there's a there's several versions I would like to forget ever exactly. existed, and it's just like you know this rhetoric that goes on about you know okay you go to college you 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 graduate high school you go to college you're out in four years you get out in four years like you're out in four years five like if you're out in four years you're what twenty two I was out in five so I was yeah. twenty three yeah so like. Okay, you're out in four, so 22, 23. And then, let's keep in mind, your frontal lobe isn't fully developed yet. So, still not. Have, you have no type of impulse control whatsoever. Absolutely not. But, you know, they tell, like, I didn't realize that college was husband hunting. I missed that course. Cause, like, that, handful, that's what we were supposed to be doing. A handful of my friends got married straight out of college. And it's like, 
it that we just have to, I've had a lot of conversations with like younger cousins, younger coworkers, that it's like the rhetoric is like you have to have it figured out. Stop you don't and I've told them that is the one thing I wish somebody would have told me. You don't have to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Because if you have it all figured out, you're lying. You're lying to yourself and everybody else. <laughs> I think I put on the front that I have all my shit together and I really don't. Because some people, like, I don't. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I left, like, my hometown and I moved away. And then, like, maybe it's because everybody wanted to do that and everybody couldn't do that because they were married and had kids and they had their jobs and whatever. So maybe, in a sense, that's what it felt like for them. But that's not what it was like it's i mean the first five years i spent here i there are things that i did and things and i'm just like i would never do that now i would never ever do that now even in nashville it was like there's so many things that transpired in those years and it's like now it's like but i had to go through all of that you see what i'm saying like i like it it, like it the struggle the struggle makes the success that much better. Like that, yeah. Better. It makes yeah. you appreciate. It. So I yeah. said that to someone today, and I was just like, I was like, the struggle makes the success better. Like it's just, I, I, I knew I shouldn't have taken my dumb ass to Boston, but I, I did. I was like, what the it, fuck? You were in Boston, and I was like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> so excuse and me. I, and I was like, and it made me. But it's like I had to experience that because if not, I wouldn't have moved to Chicago and like made like I think Boston prepared me for Chicago. Like I should have just gone to Chicago and just been there. But it's like I think Boston prepared me for Chicago because Boston showed me that I could do it. But Chicago really showed me that I could do it. Look, I don't even know where you were working in Boston. Where were you even working? I was working at the Judge Baker Children's Center. Um, as a child at risk at the as the child after hours child at risk hotline, so I would take like all of the after hours calls that would come for the child at risk hotline. We got all of those calls. So you look, you know that I did that. You weren't in Boston that long because I didn't even know where you worked. I always be knowing where you worked. I didn't even know where you worked when you were in Boston. Well, like that was like during the really awkward phase of our relationship because like. Dad was gone, and I was in feeling, Florida. You were in Florida, and you were feeling some type of way, and that was like that was like the the part of that was like the the span of time when, you, like after this time, you had realized that we hadn't really seen each other in like two years. Is that when you came down? Oh, did I come down? I moved to Boston in 2015, so I had but I had I hadn't but I hadn't seen you in like two years. And then I moved to Chicago. And no, I had, I, cause I was still coming up for your birthdays. I was still driving from Florida to St. Louis for your birthdays before I moved to Nashville. Yes. Yes, you were. There was some span of time in which. There was a span of time in which I didn't even know your ass moved to Boston. So there yeah. you go. I was like, so Boston. Like- and then what? I moved to Chicago, and then you're like, I have, but I, I was in Boston for like seven months, so 
Yeah, that time frame. Yeah, because I didn't. I think I was just confused. Like, what the fuck is she doing in Boston? She's never talked about Boston ever. In I thought her I life, because I thought I was in London. I mean, I get that part. But yeah, that's what like, you get for then, thinking. And the thing about it is that there was a university there that I could have, that I should have gone to. I, I was just too fucking lazy to take the GRE. They had an MBA program that focused on child, youth, and family development program programming. And I was called Brandeis University. And I went like to the orientation and everything. I was ready to go to school. I was like, fuck, I gotta take Why the GRE. Why do I remember that? Um, I don't know. I re- but, you, said, you just said Brandeis. And I was like, okay, I remember us talking about that. I do. Yeah. Cause like everybody, cause like everybody was like, oh my god, that program's perfect for you. But it's like you know things happen, and you move to Chicago and get your degree in forensic psychology instead. Woo! And then your sister comes up for every Cardinals Cup Summer Series and gets drunk in Wrigleyville by herself. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Not> Heineken, <laughs> ma'am! It is just a Heineken sign. You just you just have to st- just stand under it. I will be there in a second. <laughs> Oh yes, Tiffany knows my hatred for Heineken. Like it's I don't trash. Why though? I don't, I don't. It's trash. I just don't like beer, so it's fine. It, it, that beer, like even when you open it, it stinks. It just. <laughs> <laughs> I hate opening Heinekens. I hate it. Just like I hate pouring like Patron and Jaeger. Like those things when I pour it, I'm just like, you guys really who don't makes, like your. Who mixes Patron and Jaeger? No, when I pour them, like not oh. together. Oh God! Okay. Absolutely not. I mean, you. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody asked her that. People ask her the most fucked up shit, and I'm like, "You're gonna drink that?" I mean, people mix Red Bull with everything now. Like, people will ruin like a good liquor, a good spirit with Red Bull. Like, like, do not ask for Casamigos Reposado with Red, Red Bull. Bull. Like, why would you do that? Like, what is wrong with you? You're like, I, you're like, I ethically, as, as an ethical bartender, can And they it. and they will drink the shit out of some Hennessy and Red Bull all night long. I serve so many Hennessy and Red Bulls; it's disgusting. It's so bad. I don't know, but you're the one talking about Fireball and Red Bull. Oh my god! Oh, Fireball and Cranberry. That's what you said. Fireball and Cranberry, girl. Tipapalooza 2020. You don't remember Tiffany Blues in 2020 when we went to the bar and they like that was like Fireball was sponsoring it. And that's like, you, you don't remember, do you? Is that when we had the big blow up? Yes. Red Bull and yes. Eduardo was teaching the dance class yes. upstairs. In big yes. It was great. That was little did we know that was the last time we would be celebrating before the world shut down. Yeah, we had no idea. And but we had a ball. They were only three dollars. Where's Miranda? <laughs> the Tennessee Hotties only three dollars. No, that was wasn't that twenty nineteen? No, that was twenty twenty, boo. Oh, because in March. Yeah, in March the world That's shut when down. the world shut down. The world shut down in March. That and was, was the just... following fucking month. Yep. Like yeah. two three like two, three weeks later. <laughs> Where's Miranda? <laughs> That should be the name of the episode. Where's Miranda? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I never seen nobody react to the arts that way. Like, 
like Eduardo was like jumping like on his tippy toes, like oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> like it's really not that serious, guys. But you know, we grew up there, so it's not as exciting as you know other people are. I mean, you know, as other people are about it. But we did say that we were going to try to take photos down there, right? Yeah. Okay, we can't tell you all what for though. We gotta keep. We can't say anything. We need. You can't be, you can't be doing that. You can't be. I know. That. I know. I know. Okay, I'm gonna shut up now. So zip, I'm gonna zip it. <laughs> we need to get a theme song for "Balls to the Walls" because I think this would be a good time to talk about it. To the window. <laughs> can I say? Can I sing it? To the window. To the wall. Skeet, skeet, like- skeet, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll figure yeah. it out. Because I know that if we decide to do visual and go to YouTube, YouTube removes the music. I found that out from one of my favorite podcasts, See The Thing Is, or Bridget Kelly and uh, Mandy B. They do, they have their audio and they'll do music. They have their freshly squeezed music segment. Um, which I've come to discover a lot of great new artists from. Um, but on YouTube, you can't hear the music because YouTube doesn't doesn't allow them to play music. Mm-hmm. So, and something else, I did say I needed to look into that more. I'm gonna definitely within the on the next episode, I'm gonna try to implement music somehow, some way, and mm-hmm. see how it can be published and and like posted on all the platforms because yeah i really think that would be cool if we had (laughs) three six nine damn you fine like just like i don't know or even just because it says to the window to the walls like whatever because you know we'll figure it out you know i'll let my dj dual tape deck shine through Hip hop was funk. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. That's when when I was on a collegiate dance team. Hip hop did not even have its own category. It was the funk section in the dance routine. <laughs> and that I, not, I am that old. And I did not go to hip hop aerobics. I went to funk aerobics. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of hip hop. Uh, the Grammys had a 50-year tribute to hip-hop. They did. They did. That, they, yeah, it was, a whole bu- it was a whole bunch of people up there that we know. There was, I was like, I didn't watch the Grammys. I just I always wait and just watch all of the stuff afterwards, like all the performances afterwards and stuff. Uh-huh. So I haven't watched it yet, but I heard about it, and I was just like, damn, damn, damn. Oh, okay. Will Smith was supposed to perform, but he was supposed to perform. Yeah, he didn't go though. Like, nigga, we over the we over the Oscars. We get it. Well, it did say, yeah, it did say he was supposed to be there, but but Run DMC, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Salt and Pepper, Rakim, and Public Enemies, Chuck D, Flavor Flav. Um, it says Jazzy Jeff, along with the Fresh Prince, aka Will Smith, and Salt and Pepper, were among the first ever Grammy 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 nominees in a rap category, though both groups boycotted the ceremony in nineteen eighty nine. 
Yep. Because the award was not being televised. They yeah, didn't even televise the presentation. Yep. Back then. Um, it says representing the next waves, including earlier gangster rap, southern hip hop, and twenty first century, century pop crossovers, where artists like Queen Latifah, Big Boy of Outkast, and Misty Elliott, who performed her two thousand five hit "Lose Control," that the beginning of that song, I don't give a fuck what you're doing, where you're at. If that song drops, music make me lose control. Music make me lose control. Let's go. Like, like Fat Man Scoop comes in. What? <laughs> exactly. I have a shirt that says that. I got a cute waist, chub, uh, chub, I got a cute face, chubby waist, thick legs, and traits. <sighs> yeah, I think I've seen you wear that shirt. Yes, I, have I think I've seen you wear that shirt. Yes, that. I mean, there's certain songs that you hear, like Usher's. Yeah, that like, gets, that, gets, that gets all the white folks on the day. I don't care. <laughs> You want to start it. A, you want to start a wedding reception. You play yeah about Usher. Mm-hmm. It never fails. I've mm-hmm. done. I've done it at parties all the time. Like I'm just like watch this. <laughs> just, just wait. Just, watch just this, people. Everybody be sitting down. Like the the mood isn't exactly like where you want it to be at. Just put in Usher's yeah. Just put on Usher's yeah. The whole vibe changes within a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. It does not take. Long, not at all. Or um, oh, let's see who else performed. Singing the wobble for those that you know. Yes, yes. You know, but didn't we talk about this with at wedding receptions where they play like all the line dances back to back? Oh my god! But not even the back to back. There's a meme of this white guy who's like categorizing all of them. The categorization is so accurate it's so I, I gotta find it but yeah like the categorization is so accurate of it because it's like first you start off with the electric fly like it's easy <laughs> no can do it you know da, da. and then it's the the cupid shuffle goes the electric side first then yeah. the cupid shuffle hold on when there's line damn <laughs> I'll find it, but yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay. <laughs> so funny. So, four stages of every wedding reception. The four stages of every... Yeah. Okay. All right. So, electric slide. A true classic. Chill dance because everyone's full, still full from dinner. Your great aunt Medrick can do it. Run out this time. So, cha-cha slide. That's what I was missing. Stage two. The younger folks know it. People are like two drinks in by now. <laughs> Group anticipation for the everybody clap your hands part. <laughs> Stage three. People are starting to get loose. Straight <laughs> out Mildred taking off her shoes. She took a break. Bouquet toss is over. Time to get real. <laughs> I was like, spit. <laughs> Stage four. Everyone is lit at this point. <laughs> Shirts unbuttoned and high heels are off. Even great out Mildred busting it open to this song. <laughs> That's the wobble? Yes. <laughs> oh my. Even great out look, that's the that's the title of the episode. Even, Even great out Mildred is busting it open yeah. to this song. <laughs> busting it open. Oh my. Okay. I love 
it. It's but so it funny. is accurate because every wedding is <laughs> so accurate because it's like, you know, the electric slide, like, you know, a couple songs and everybody's like, oh, let's everybody get on the dance floor, do the electric slide. And then, you know, you kind of chill out a little bit. Then it's the cha-cha slide. And it's like, we'll hop this top. Everybody clap your hands. And so then you can take a break. You know, you can take a little knee break clapping your yeah. hands because, you know, my knees, because you're about to go low. How low can you go? Go. Not that low. I can go. Not, <laughs> not that low. I can. I stop at a forty-five degree angle. That is it. I do not go any lower. I can't. I'd be like, drop it like it's hot. I can drop it like it's lukewarm. I can drop it like it's tepid. Thank you. Tepid. <laughs> tepid. So the room temperature. Yes. <laughs> I can. I can Wait, I can drop it like it's room temperature. <laughs> <coughs> oh my god. <coughs> That's the title. That's the title. <laughs> I can drop it like it's room temperature. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my Jesus. But yeah. Like, oh so, god. And like oh, I've seen it happen. Then it's like then it's the then it's the Cupid shuffle. Let me see you do that cupid shuffle. The cupid, cupid it's shuffle. It's like the crescendo. It's like it's just yes. like the element. Yes. Just like it just keeps it's like rising, everybody rising, just rising, waiting. And then everybody just wait. Everybody just waiting. Like just like do 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 do. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> At least I get Tina turns up when the wobble comes on. Oh my god! It took me a second to learn how to do it. Shout out to Johanna Kirkland. <laughs> I have. There's a couple. Uh, there's a couple that works with me at the bar I work at, and they uh can do it together, like facing each other. So, like mm-hmm. he learned it doing it backwards. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's really cute. I've seen them do it. I'm like, oh my god, that is so cute. That's adorable. We were, remember when we were rocking it out uh, at that family reunion you was randomly invited to in Chicago. <laughs> y'all so she came to visit me in chicago once her name is truly jackson yeah so truly jackson of nashville was on the mega bus with kia coming up to chicago and they and she's like you i still have truly's phone number <laughs> it's like, so so why don't you come to my family reunion because that's why i'm going to chicago and the, i they, do like this was like this was um this was like the y'all remember the scene for poetic justice? Yeah, that's how this was. The family reunion. <laughs> You're laughing because you know it's true. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I wonder if anybody, if anybody, okay. If anybody knows what we're referencing to, can you please, please put something on either an email or... You, you really want somebody to email us, don't yeah, you? Yeah, so we did get an email, but it wasn't from... Well, it was from a listener. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but like, it's so funny because like I really want listeners to engage. Like I know people are listening because I look at the analytics and I can see when people are listening. Mm-hmm. But I just the engagement factor too. Like we have you know, we're we we have a domain name that I bought a year ago and we're going to implement a website. Um 
you know, we have our, like, we have people that go on and, like, like stuff, but, like, there's never any, like, comments. Like, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I know people, I guess it just could be our generation as far as, like, utilizing social media, but, like, we just, like, I would just like our listeners to be a little bit more engaged, if that makes sense. Like, keep listening, but don't be afraid to go on Instagram or send us an email because we will respond. If you are a faithful listener, we're not going to, like, trash you on the podcast. No, absolutely not. No, people that deserve to be trashed won't get any energy on the podcast. That's what we call out the we call them out, but they just are those who shall remain nameless. Those are the category. That's the category that they'll be in. But mm-hmm. the devoted listeners want to hear from y'all. That's all. We just want to see what you what you doing, how you doing, how your mama doing, how everybody doing. That's what that's what we want to know. <laughs> that's it. How you and them doing? Okay, so we. I thought we were starting with balls to the walls, and then, then we you, ended, went, you went. You and I went up. on a Grammy tangent. Yeah. By the way, congratulations to Beyonce. Yes, she has the most Grammys of anyone. Like, I'm like and Lizzo. Congratulations to Lizzo. She finally got her Grammy. Woo, much deserved. Yes, yes. Congratulations yes. to Lizzo and congratulations to Beyonce. Um, she won in several different categories, but I mean, yes. it's Beyonce. Like, can you imagine having more Grammys than your idols? Is it supposed to be like that? Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like she outdid everybody. Oh my God. Speaking of idols, um, Whitney Houston has an entire channel on SiriusXM. A whole channel? Channel 14 is devoted to Whitney Houston. You know, I still listen to Whitney, and seriously, I'm just like, Damn it, Damn Whitney. It. What the, her voice, how technical she was, the control, the way her voice would vibrate as she was holding a note, just all of these little things that she would do that I pay attention to. Cause like, I, I have my moments where like, I'll have like a dance party or I'll just start listening to like music. And why are you, why are you making that face? Some random dudes follow me on Instagram. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Isn't your page private? It is. So you have to request my friendship and like request to follow me. And it's like, I don't know you. <sighs> so, but what I was saying was. Continue. Okay. But what I was saying was, see, this is why <clears throat> I can't wait till we get into a studio. And we're actually facing each other, and we don't have distractions around us. I'm not like, distracted. I'm just, <laughs> I'm preparing for my segment. Continue. I got you. But no, when I was listening to Whitney and just just her voice and just her, like how she utilizes that instrument, that gift that she has, because yeah. nobody can ever do that. No. Like no. Like they're great singers, but like I. Nobody is this. Like she's she's she set the bar very very high, and no one has been able to get there yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Although there are a lot of other, you know, female artists that I love and adore, and you know, but 
Yeah. Nobody made nobody has ever made me feel like Whitney. I wanted to be Whitney Houston. Who I know. To? I wanted to be Whitney Houston. People are like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said Whitney Houston. You know, a singer like Whitney Houston? No, bitch. Whitney Houston. <laughs> but it's like, no, I want to be Whitney Houston. I want to be oh, her. Oh God. Not a singer like her. I want to be her. Well, good thing you didn't become her. I know, but still. I know. Were you? I mean, you were a little kid, so you. I mean, although Adele did make me pull over once. Nobody, nobody has made me pull over. No, Sam Smith made me pull over. Really? Mm-hmm. On what song? Oh, God, it's only one. I know I'm not the only one. Um, there's another song by Sam Smith that is really great, but "Turning Tables" by Adele. That's the one that made me pull over, and then I tried to, I couldn't get out the car, and Mel had to come out. Because <coughs> I was, like, blasting it as I sat in my parked car in front of the house, and Mel came out. She was like, are you okay? Like, no! No! <laughs> Shit! Have you, I guess you've never heard me sing that at karaoke, then. Turning tables? Yeah. I didn't know you did that at karaoke! Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I there was a um I went to karaoke once in Boston and I was like by myself and and I was I went to the karaoke by myself and I got up and I was just I'm gonna just try this song like nobody knows me whatever like if I suck I suck whatever so I got up and I had to like the microphone was there like I was just listening to the piano and I sang it everybody was like (laughs) thank you what is that Sam Smith song. I'm not the only one? No. Oh, that your Sam Smith song. Because when you really singing it, like um, you know, I was on my way to Minneapolis just blasting that freaking blasting that damn C D and I'm just like <laughs> Too good at goodbyes is really good. I've sang that at karaoke. Hold on, what is it? That's mine. I can't I don't know. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back. <clears throat> and listen because there's one Sam Smith song that is so good it could be one of those features you know how he does a feature where it's where like on this it was Disclosure Latch it was a uh, this song by Disclosure he was just doing yeah. the vocals yeah Um. but anyway anyway so boss of the walls <laughs> to the window to the walls so I don't have anything this week because I haven't really been active on dating sites or anything. I just want to stress the importance of like safety in relationships, like safety when interacting with people. And I think a lot of times people confuse safety with like physical safety and like, you know, is he going to be the nigga ass if he got something to say? No. But I think that knowing that your emotions and that you are physically safe in a space with that person is really, really important. Mm-hmm. So, I can agree. Uh, I definitely can agree with that. So that is that is my tidbit for today. Because that's I, all you got to say? That's all I got to say. Because I just I, you don't want to elaborate on that anymore. I've just I've just noticed that it's just like as I've gotten older, I have noticed that my one of my primary language love languages is not physical touch. So when I am with someone or around someone who language is physical touch 
I can be I can be very very uncomfortable because how I was introduced to sex and my body not necessarily being not being taught that my body was my own. I that got it you. Was always, okay. That it was always the it was always someone else's. So so when I am around so when I have been around this person, I have I have I I go back to feeling like that that little girl and it's just it's I don't like that feeling because it's like I just I, it's, and I don't want to be like rude and be like I don't want to be touched. It's just like it's I don't want to be I don't want to be touched that way or in those places because it all physical touch doesn't have to lead to, to intimacy or all mm-hmm. physical touch, or all physical touch doesn't have to lead to intercourse and not all intimacy is intercourse like exactly so it's like that, it's, that happens people get. A lot of people get that misconstrued and they don't yeah. understand that intimacy has nothing to do with sex, period. Yeah, period. It's, a, so, it's, it's, it's a part of it, but it's yeah. not 100% what it, it's all about. Exactly. So it's like, so like I have had to, to set my boundaries and those things. And it's like, so it's been, it's, I, it's things that I'm starting to realize about myself that it's just like, this isn't a bad thing this isn't this is just how i feel and it's okay for me to feel that way so mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah it's totally all right to not <laughs> i can remember this i don't know it was a while back i was at this restaurant this mexican restaurant up the street from the house you and mexican food you know what i mean i'll tell you one thing i never been sat at a mexican restaurant i don't know the truth of happiness but i'll tell you one thing i never been sat at a mexican restaurant i never been sat at a mexican restaurant ever no, but there was this there was this guy there. He claimed he knew me. I didn't know this dude. I no. <laughs> I did not know him at all. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think he was just one of those people that was just I was just saying shit and he was agreeing with me. And I don't he and like the stuff I'm saying wasn't even like real. Mm-hmm. He was like, Yeah, I know so and so and that person didn't even exist. <clears throat> but like he like went in <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, like, I just made this shit up. Like, no, you don't know me at all, sir. That's not, no. But, um, like, he was so insistent on hugging me, and I, like, had to, like, no, I'm good. Like, we're good here, sir. Like, I'll shake your hand. And I really didn't even want to do that. I was just like, people should not go in to hug people. Like, stop doing that. Stop. Stop it. I don't want to hug everybody. I do not want to hug everybody and at all. People- don't know for real yeah like i don't like like i i have no problem with an embrace like like that remember the girl at the airport yeah i was like super sad and she was just so upset and i was like okay at that moment we didn't know each other but i knew she just needed a moment of like Mm -hmm. somebody just being like it's gonna be okay that's i'm totally fine with something like that but some random white man at the bar that's claiming he knows all these fake people that I'm bringing up. No, Siri Bob. I don't want to hug you. Get away from me. <laughs> Creepy tree. <laughs> like, I am not. No, sir. No. Mm-mm. You probably thought I was this other black girl that bartends in town that we look nothing alike either. We yeah. all look alike, but like I was like, no. And like I get it all the time and I'm like, 
I know who you're talking about. We don't look alike. We both know we don't look alike, but I know who you're talking about. Like we, I've had this discussion with this person. And she said she gets it all the time, but she's like, we don't look alike at all. She's like, yeah, I'm even like three shades darker than you. Like, what the fuck? Like, people like don't even like. I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. But what I wanted to talk about, because we discussed it a little in the pre-session, like, say that, like, you're interested in getting to know someone. Like, you you quasi have a crush and, like, you know, you're attracted to this person and, you know, you've shown interest in maybe, like, wanting to hang out with them, like, alone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Alone. You know, like not in the circumstance where we know each other, but like I'm been trying to like I have been trying to get this person alone, but but I was told by two people that uh one like just some bad things in like his behavior, and then I was told by someone whose opinion I do trust a lot. He was like, just stay away from him, he's fucked up. So I haven't really pursued any more I haven't shot any more shots basically mm-hmm. but it's like what do you do like honestly what do you do in that in that instance where like you're interested in somebody and you want to like try to get to know them better but you have people that know you and do, are you just like do you just are you just like no like okay just no shut it down i'm not even going to talk about it i'm not going to talk to him anymore i'm not gonna, you know what i'm saying like do you just let it go and like act like you never even were interested in the first place Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like what you do and I don't and I don't I mean I I have I see this person not on a very regular basis but I see them often and we've had like encounters with each other mm-hmm. but nothing has ever come of it mm-hmm. and like this person knows maybe this person knows that I have well they just know about a dream I had with a feel like that I had a very suggestive dream multiple suggestive dreams and they won't stop that's another problem so like what do you do you just just... i what would what what would tiffany do that's a new segment what would tiffany do (laughs) Um, for me personally i mean if i obviously there's a reason you're like are you attracted to this person outside of just physically being attracted to them yes okay I would explore that, but knowing with that person's opinion that you respect, because I mean, people's people's perceptions and people's interactions, people are different. So is this person someone that would have been in a romantic relationship with that person, with that person? The person that told me I should stay away from them? Yeah. No. And you keep your mic right there. You sound so much better when it's right there. I can't wait till so, we get actual microphone, microphones. I was looking at Office Depot today. Um, so I say explore it with that information in the back of your mind and then, but don't tell him, well, so-and-so told me to stay away from you. Like just have that. Yeah. Cause that would cause a serious problem. If I said, well, this person told me to stay away from you. And it's like, you don't want to necessarily cause problems, but you have that in the back of your mind that it's like, okay, well, why did they say that? And then if those things start to come up, you back away. That way, it's like if you choose to still engage when you see the red flag, that's your dumbass fault. So, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So that's 
that's what I would do, but that's just because I'm a glutton for punishment. So. Well, I mean, I've already invited this person out. They said they weren't feeling well. <clears throat> and then, well, you were, and then what else did I do? Oh, I like casually was like, when was the last time someone cooked for you? And I didn't get a response. So like, I have it like not saying I was going to cook for them. I was maybe going to be like, let's go get something to eat. But like, I wasn't going to cook because I'm not, I mean, I barely cook for my roommate. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but when I do cook, he be eating though. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to forget about it. I just think I'm just going to be like, okay, whatever. But he better not ever kiss me again. That's all I got to say. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, mm, just don't kiss me again. Like, don't like, mm, yeah, well, let's do that. Well, any, any, what shows have you been watching? Girl, I came back. What, is it back on? It's like season two. That's the second season. It's already, so it's back on Prime Video. Back on Prime Video. Okay, so I know what I'm doing after we record this. <laughs> like that was they, a really, I really enjoyed the first season. I they, really did. They dropped the first two episodes. So, okay, did they drop? All the episodes. I, I recall watch like binging the entire season in one night. Yeah. I think I did too. So okay, so they did drop all the episodes in, in one night. But yeah, so I guess now they're doing it every Friday, like one or two episodes at a time, because they just dropped the first two episodes. Oh, so, and kind of picked. Back See, up that's what they be doing. Like Netflix are just giving a whole fucking series, like with Stranger Things. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's back. It's on. I'm gonna watch all ten episodes at once. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with Dollface, which is never coming back, but that's fine. Um, you have a very deep emotional connection to this show. It was just a good show. Um, what else did I do that with? What else did I do that with? That is Abbott Elementary back this week? I think so. I think they are too. They come on. They came on. It comes on tonight. It comes on tonight. Okay. So I'm it'll be available to, at 2 a.m. I'm trying to think what I binged. Like when it came out, I can't think of anything right now. But yeah, the, but definitely that. Um, I'll like when Lizzo, where the beer girls at dropped. I, I watched that like all in one night. Never have all- I ever I binge watch on Netflix like all three seasons. Mm-hmm. Cause that cute ass boy in her, that that cute ass Asian boy, and what is that? What's his name? What's his? <laughs> His cute ass Niecy Nash was like, damn, is this boy on HGH? <laughs> that boy is fine. What is his what name? Is the, what's the name of the show? Never Have I Ever. Yes. Never Have I Ever. John McEnroe is the narrator. Darren Barnett, why does he not look Asian? Yeah, that boy is fine. Darren Barnett? Yes. It kills me, like, how much older these actors are than the actual parts they Yeah, because he's 31 and he's paying, like, a 16-year-old. But that's the show, a girl I went to high school with that was on Varsity Palms when I was on JV, Pooja Kumar. She is a Bollywood, a huge Bollywood actress, but she was on this show as one of the characters' moms, I think in the second or third season. I was like, oh my god! I've actually danced with her, like, at a pep rally. But no, I've I have watched, uh, binge watched that. 
You know what I binge watched recently was the Babysitters Club with Alicia Silverstone in it. Yes, girl, it exists. What? There like... is a new release of the Babysitters Club that came out. I want to say it's on Netflix. Hold, please. Holy crap! It looks like it's on Prime. What the Babysitters Club? Yeah, from like 2020. Girl, oh, I used to watch that movie. I remember when I watched that movie every year in the summer. Hey, it's it is on Netflix. Wow, it's on Netflix. Yes, wow, totally. And it literally the first episode is called Christie's Great Idea. <laughs> so my old ass binge watched The Babysitters Club on Netflix. Yes. Nice. Uh, 911, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm watching both of them. 911 Lone Star, yes. Yes. I'm way behind, I found out. I was like, oh my god, I need to get caught up. Yeah, I'm a little bit behind as well. Um did and you watched you people, right? Yes, I did. Several times. I've watched it like two or three times already. Yeah. But you know, they were talking about the whole CGI kiss thing. Why do we even care? Like, I, yeah, people have put way too much energy into stuff. And it's just like people, Jonah Hill would never bag Lauren London. Okay. You will never bag Lauren London. Like, seriously. I think like, Jonah Hill has a better chance because her father's Jewish. That too. A lot of We were talking about that. A lot of people don't know that Lauren London's dad is Jewish. Yes. Like, do your research, people. Lauren like before, you, before you Lauren start talking out the talking out the side of your neck, do your research. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Jonah Hill has a chance with any woman who voluntarily had a baby with Lil Wayne. I'm just I, he's he's not attractive. Oh, Tiffany, I'm stop! Not to say that he's not a bad that he's a bad rapper. He's just not attractive to me. Like, but I mean, we all have seen Lil Wayne. I don't. Mm. He's brilliant. He's a brilliant artist. He's a brilliant artist. But, I mean, you couldn't bring him home. I would be like, what the, what the hell? What the hell did you bring in my house? I would be like, is that tattoos on his face? <laughs> yeah, on his face. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, like that whole thing people were talking about apparently one of the actors in the movie said that he saw like their faces stop mm-hmm. and they finished they completed the kiss via CGI like there are more important things going on in the world so what yeah. so what so what but yeah we're talking about it on the podcast I know <laughs> that's why they did it that's why that's exactly why because it's it makes for it's it's newsworthy. Yeah, it's relevant. Yeah. Well, speaking of things being relevant, what is your mental health moment for this week? So my mental health moment for this week is therapy speak. So um, therapy speak. Hold your mic closer to your mouth, please. Therapy speak has invaded all of our relationships. So. New York Times opinion piece states, like, if the language of the internet is anything to go by, America's collective mental health is in shambles. <laughs> so, wait, say that one more again. If the language of the internet is anything to go by, America's collective mental health is in shambles. 
Well, we are <laughs> fucked. So, um, so after, um, so it increased, there's been an increased awareness of uh, poorness mental health is no, is not a bad thing, especially in the aftermath of the pandemic. But um, then the prevalence of what the New Yorker's uh, Katie Waldman has termed Instagram therapy has exacerbated a broader culture trend toward, I don't even know how to word this, solipsism, S-O-L-I-P-S-I-S-M. Solipsism. Solipsism. Meaning? Um, let's, let's Google it, shall we? That is that is a that is a solipsism. It can't be anything positive. Okay, the quality of being very self-centered or selfish. That's what I said. (laughs) Can't be anything positive. (laughs) Solipsism masquerading as self-care. The idea of self-care, in turn, has been largely divorced from its links up to activism, and is now often used to frame it to frame individual pleasurable actions, like taking a bubble bath or canceling plans as morally worthy, even necessary. Um, the exhortation to take care of ourselves to protect our mental well-being at any cost has become a mantra for a new dominant ideology. So essentially what it's it's saying that like the, the language of trauma and attachment styles has become a common way to understand ourselves and our relationship. So I feel like so the reason I wanted to talk about this in our mental health moment is because a lot of people are using these therapy terms as like everyday terms. So like everybody knows what the term narcissist means and toxic and all of those things. And when you kind of use these terms very casually, it negates the damage that can really be done by people who are truly in relationship with people who are narcissists and mm-hmm. people. So when you're when when you are in therapy, therapy is a very personal thing. A lot of times this therapy speak, it doesn't, it, it doesn't come from therapists necessarily. It comes from advice columnists and self-care advocates and celebrities um, who try to put things in pretty little boxes. The, this particular article that I'm looking at um, off of, I just showed people, off of slate.com talks about how, um, Gwyneth Paltrow used her, like she said that her divorce was a conscious uncoupling. So what the fuck? And it's like it's and it's just one of those things that um, a conscious uncoupling. Yes. So and I and <laughs> so, so, I mean they went their separate ways amicably. Like that's what that that's what that means, right? Yes. So, and she's and like, like she later she later on said it was like we just want to stay friends and like we're still a family because we have children together and it's like yeah it's just like but you're divorced so you're no longer married so you're co-parenting there's words for that but it's like yeah I was like so what the just, fuck? so just like a lot of these things like therapy speak sounds like sounds a little canned in perspective but it's like but it is like ideally a therapist who's working with you rather than dispensing advice to the masses. Therapy is not advice. Remember that. Therapy is not advice. Right. So a therapist who is working with you rather than dispensing advice to the masses will help you do the work of finding your own words to describe what you need rather than handing you a template that sounds like a template. So if you are struggling to find things, the therapist is going to give you 
is going to give you the strength and give you the words and guide you to find those words. They're not going to just give you a template and say, hey, fill this out. This is what you need to say because that's mm-hmm. not their job. So in this world of, of Instagram therapy, as they say it, or like social media therapy, as I'll put it, and these, you know, all of these inspirational quotes and what's your love language and what's your, and it's like, I even talked about it earlier, but it's just like, you know, do the work to really understand what that means for you and, and don't let it spill over into your relationships to the point where it's damaging to your relationships because um, self-care is important, but don't self, but don't sacrifice your relationships for the sake of self-care. It's because it's like, Self-care is, is pouring back is pouring back into yourself um, so that you can continue to pour into others. So, but yeah, that's- But that's stay my, home if you want to stay home. But stay home if you want to stay home. If like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, but it's just like, don't say that it's like, don't tell, don't say that someone's being toxic because they disagree with you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's- Or, or you know, it's just so all of those things. It's just very much- you know what did you say what did you say earlier talking about people can have disagreements yeah about pizza about pizza yeah. toppings not racing <laughs> yeah that's totally yeah exactly so and it's just like but if you really want to understand things that you hear and things that you see about like about these things like trauma that you've experienced your attachment style and how it relates to how you act in relationships do your research with you know, with cited sources, like people who know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> and not somebody or, on Instagram not that on Instagram. is not qualified. Like not just somebody that TikTok. Yeah. Like that has no degree and has no no like no degree, no intelligence, like no experience. Like, life experience is one thing, but actually being a professional and being educated in a field such as psychology, yeah, it's, it's, yes, it's totally completely different. So I just, so if you want to know more about that, there are much better peer-reviewed, that was the word I'm looking for, peer-reviewed sources, studies that have actually been done, conversations that have actually been appropriately had that can help you with that. So, I mean, I've, done coursework on it i'm not an expert on it of course but it's like i've done coursework so but i've also done the professional the professional and academic work as well so again i'm by no means an expert but i got a degree that says i know what the fuck i'm talking about as soon as i get this licensure y'all ain't gonna be able to touch me just know that y'all can see her degree on our instagram page i'm gonna just put it on the photo i'm gonna put it on the photo grid so y'all can see profile grid so y'all can see it because it is real just so you know i got mine too but you know mine isn't management and leadership but hers isn't forensic psychology we're both really smart but she's a lot smarter than me i'm just letting you know don't be rolling your ass you know it's true so <laughs> But yeah, so just if you, th- this is never, and just like, and I'm going to say this, like every podcast, the mental health moment is not an, is not a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you want to know- say they in therapy because they listen to our podcast. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was the motherfucker would be like, yeah, I'm in therapy. You know that podcast, these walls can talk. Get the fuck out of here. I got a number you can call. Go talk to somebody. 
You can listen to us, but we are not. No. And then I actually ended up talking to me. I mean, that's different. They're going to make an appointment, but. Yeah, I've been therapy. You listen to these walls. These walls can talk, girl. That'd be my therapy. Ma'am. 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 No. Treatment plan with goals and objectives. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be some shit, though? Wouldn't that be? Sure would. Sure would be. Oh God! Oh God! Well, uh, I did. I went to Ulta this week. Can I go to Ulta this week? I don't think I went to Ulta this week. I had to go get some more Mario Badescu spray. I know we're supposed to be leaving that in 2022, but I love the coconut water one. That is my shit. They need to come out with a bigger bottle. That only. It's only in the four ounce, but they have all the other ones in the big bottles but i need yeah i had to go get that and then i went through and uh got some hyaluronic acid serum from good molecules Mm -hmm. um and then i went to the 75 percent off aisle and got um a really big bottle of shower gel or body wash and exfoliate. I only pay like, like three dollars for each one of them. I need to go to. But it was this from the Soap and Glory line. Okay. Yeah. I need to go to Ulta this month, sometime this month, because it's my birthday month. Yeah, and I'll be going home this month to yeah. see her for her birthday, for her karaoke extravaganza birthday party. Extravaganza. Yes, I need to figure out something for that. I need to what what is the dress code? I mean, you can wear whatever you want to wear. I'm going to be fabulous because it's my birthday. Are you going to be wearing rose gold? Uh yeah. Are you okay? I might my not dress, be in heels. My dress, I have bought two pairs of heels and I don't know which heels to wear, so I need to like put I need to like take a picture and put it in the group chat and be like which shoes. Well, um what, what is there so is there some deep thoughts? Do we have any deep thoughts to wrap up this episode? If you ever fall off the stairs tower, just go real limp because maybe you look like a dummy and people will just try to catch you because hey, free dummy. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? <laughs> you started this shit. This is your fault. It's I, I so I produced that segment, but you find them. They're, they're, you're, they're so funny though. I was I was I was really I, w- I was really 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 being intentional with your deep thoughts, but that's some funny shit. The one about the slinky though is great. <laughs> why did why did, uh, why did uh, our number one fan Ashley text me at work about it? She's like the line about the slinky is so funny. <laughs> She's so she is. I am so excited for you to meet her because she, you were going to be like a celebrity to her. Like she's so excited. I wish we could get a 360 camera for your party. It's, um, well, while you're looking at that, <laughs> while you're looking that up, Tiffany, where can they find you on the Instagrams? Uh, T-Dub 686. At 
T-Dub 666. You know you got to put the at symbol. Yeah, you got to at. Well, now they're at everyone. They're at everyone. Everyoneing everybody. Is that a thing? At everyoneing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Adding everyone. Um, and then for mine, Kia, it is at Keeks, K-E-A-K-S underscore S-T-L. And then you can also find us on our podcast Instagram page. That is at These Walls Can Talk 314. And our email. We have one of those too. Uh, it is These Walls Can Talk podcast at gmail.com. Eventually, we will have a website. I did buy a domain name for our website. So um, we're going to hopefully be releasing that within the year. Um, not sure when, but of course, we'll keep all of you updated. And yeah, that's it. So don't forget to stay hydrated and wear sunscreen. And we will talk to you all next week. Deuces. Bye.